<laughs> I mean, sure we can kick it off with a ten bell salute, you know what I'm saying? But like, why can't we kick it off with some uh, some eighties theme music too? Technically, <laughs> this is Saturday Night Main Event. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like in the truest form possible. So much transparency in our process. The today's date is Saturday. April the 23rd. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Doop. Hey, man. Ten Bell Salute. Kicked off the show. Family. You know what I'm saying? Brother of Swab Burgundy. We lost uh, E-Bang. Eddie Betts. E-Bang. Team RKN fame. Big Dog Sports Show. Blue Star Gang charter member, all, all of these things. So our um, our well wishes and condolences go out to all friends, family, extended friendships, extended family, everybody who knew uh, Ebang. If you knew him, you knew. There was no in between. So uh, we will we will continue to live our broadcast and real lives on max volume with little regard for those who do not respect our opinions. One of the most menacing figures with the biggest heart I've ever met in this Metroplex. And a legit genius. <laughs> I never got to see that side of him because he was too oh. busy. He was too busy being Dallas. <laughs> oh, oh a, le- a legit genius. That's what's up. I love to hear that. Oh, man. Rest in peace, E-Bang, man. Uh, you definitely will be missing the uh, Blue Star Gang conversations and uh, and in the world in general, man. Straight up. Absolutely. All right. As we, I don't know why we <laughs> we went from that loud ass shit to <laughs> back to our usual. But yeah, that was I mean, uh, because because we had a joke that we were trying to get off. I mean, it, it landed Saturday Night's main event for sure. <laughs> yeah. Per- but of course, of course, the name of this episode is Rapper Time because that's <laughs> look. This I don't know how how long have we been trying to record this. Episode. I don't think we've ever tried to record an episode for as long of a period of time as we've tried to start this one. It's been roughly forty eight hours. No, fifty hours since we since we were trying to start recording this this episode that we're on right now that you're listening to right now. Two days. I have weeks. I have no words. <laughs> yeah, so better late than never. You're welcome. Where, you're man. welcome anyway. Like <laughs> all of these things come to mind. Yeah. Uh, if we if we could do this podcast by text, it'd have been done already. <laughs> yes. Too, too bad y'all don't read. <laughs> if we were able to do <laughs> right, people illiterate do, people do not read. They, they, they will not read the transcripts of this podcast whatsoever. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> 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 but but now we're here. Oh man, we uh, don't lie. We we were gonna um we were actually gonna record on Wednesday, but there was an announcement that we had to mm-hmm. wait for. <laughs> let me let I bet me, you we'll never make that mistake again. Let me let me not let me not shit on how big the announcement is because in the world of professional wrestling it was a pretty big announcement. Let me just start with this and then we can go into the show. Tony no, I, Khan. I say that for the reason that. No, I'm go, oh, sorry, go I ahead. I say that for the reason that Con, 
Conos has a, a huge announcement literally every other week. <laughs> so at this point, we're literally saying the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, at this point, we will never preempt the recording of an episode to catch the fallout of any huge air quotes up Tony Khan aka Kano's announcement we'll just either we'll go add that shit back if it's big enough we'll just come back and record a segment just for that or you catch this shit next week yeah it, it, yeah ne- yeah um and so, so we, fin- we finna get back on these tournaments on your bitch ass we he, he, if Kano's keep fucking around, he gonna have a tournament of uh of of the of the announcements they see special announcements that he pre uh pre announced. <laughs> and now that's petty as fuck. <laughs> that would that would be a that would be a hilarious tournament, but that would be petty as fuck. It it, it shit two more it'd be a mixtape. I mean. <laughs> So yeah, Tony Khan, like, come on, bro, like, get off the gas. Thank you for everything you're doing for, for, yeah, thank you for everything that you're doing for wrestling. But we, at some point, we gotta stop using the huge announcement as a lead-in to make people watch the show. We have enough talent on this roster that if you just say this guy versus this guy, that should be enough. Like, I would a huge announcement. In this world, and it, it would be something to the effect of like, and I'm not saying this is going to happen or I'm just putting it out there, but like a special announcement would be like Tony Khan having a baby. That would be a special announcement, right? Like we That's just also did, none of our fucking business. Factual, but like just like last month, don't the, uh, don't pre don't, <laughs> don't preempt my wrestling content to tell me that you got a baby on the way. The the ROH announcement was huge, but that was just last month. Like, quote quote the great hove. Let that bitch breathe. I, I, okay, you know what my suggestion is going to be for Tony Khan and his huge announcements going forward. You remember back when they used to go have those <laughs> cutaway pre tapes of Jack Tunney <laughs> at the beginning of the show, or at the yes. very or at the very end of the show, or like somewhere in the middle with like a big angle. Namely, when uh when Macho Man Randy Savage got attacked by the Cobra and then he got reinstated, how they went to Jack Tunney like sitting in an office midday, and from, and from the from the Canada off from the Toronto office of WWF Worldwide, for some from some random office building they rented out to get this shit shot. <laughs> Those, all of his huge announcements need to come in that packaging, cause. Tony Khan is excitable. He 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 gets I guess it's it's the things that draw certain people to him. He's a real fan. So he gets caught up in the emotion of whatever space he's in. And sometimes the announcement itself will suffer because he is so fucking excited. And now, he, I'm certain that it, caffeine it, and other stimulants may play a part in that. But I think to get more out of these announcements, we need to we need to scale back. That that's a mixtape, and get a pre-tape. That's a mixtape. Announcements that have gone soft because of Tony Khan's reaction. Some Samoa Joe's surprise at uh, at Supercard uh, took a hit when Tony Khan came out to super fan Samoa Joe. I, I I became more of a fan of Tony Khan for being a fan. And giving fans what they want from a fan's perspective, 
but it, to me it took away from the reemergence of Samoa Joe elsewhere or back at home as the case may be I just I, I don't know at any rate let, let me let I, me I get what you're saying but with that the we're the only people that saw that so us and the rest of the people in Curtis Colwell we saw it but for the most part people who bought the show they never saw that part oh so, but but he does cool shit like that all the time and like like because because it is it is cool it, it don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not trying to downplay it it's really cool that he does that for instance uh there was footage that came out this week at pittsburgh from uh from the i guess after dynamite went off the air he started having chance done to film content for the video game that's genius <laughs> How now, now for for everything I, I say about Kanos and his conduct, that was fucking genius. Yeah, you 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 have nothing but adulation for something like that. Like that's that's a fan move right there. Because like you're you're putting you're trying to do everything you can to make the video game as authentic and as real as possible. All all truth, and you're not having to pay voice actors. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a financially genius move, and then it's also from a content standpoint, it's genius. Everywhere you go, you can get chance for whatever people you want on the roster, and they're no, they're not gonna tell you no. AEW <laughs> is too too diehard of a of a fan base. They're not gonna say no. They're gonna chant for people that they haven't seen on Dynamite or Rampage in six months just because Kanos asked them to. And I guarantee you this: the first person that comes up with a ticket and says I was there and then I consent to this shit will be the last time you ever hear a crowd noise in any video game for any genre of game ever in now, life and, again. And, and now that you've said that, somebody's going to fuck this up. Do I need to re- do I need to reverse that or just edit that part out? <laughs> I mean, oh, this is the shit we do. The announcement. Yeah. <laughs> the big announcement was that on June 26th, Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. I said, Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. 20 and 22. Amen. AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling are doing a super card pay per view. Super, super, super show. In Chicago. That Chicago. And already on the card. You're going to have Switchblade Jay White. You're going to have mm-hmm. Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Bay Bay. Um, there's, what, what, there was something else that was announced during that that uh, that whole thing. Adam Cole versus Tomohiro Ishii. No, that happened on Rampage. I know, but that came during the announcement of... The oh, yeah, yeah. And they... Come on, man. This man's been wrestling for 20, 25 years. Start saying his name right. It's not Ishii. It's Ishii. Ishii. Every <laughs> syllable is pronounced. Like, well, every letter, rather. Not syllable. Every Look, letter. I'm, I'm not finna argue with these people because you know what happens when you argue with these people. <laughs> but Just the, don't do it. The pay-per-view I mean, is going to be called Forbidden Door. Which to I, me, I'm glad he went ahead and got the IP registered on that. Uh, that yes, uh, there's there's a silver lining there by him going an, ahead and a, getting that another genius move, <laughs> putting that out there so that way nobody else can use it. Because let Pat McAfee say it. Because if anybody has a propensity to do so, it would be Pat McAfee. We'll talk about him later because he, he got some more fuck you money. <laughs> He's so outside; it's ridiculous. He got his own. Right. He's Pat, on, he Pat his McAfee's own planet. Turn- 
Patrick McAfee has turned into a real fucking role model. <laughs> he, 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 protect him at all costs. He's on that level at this point. He, he is an American gym. <laughs> uh, Forbidden Door, June 26th. Um, like there's, there's going to be some, um, that's pretty, that's pretty close after double or nothing. So I would expect there's gotta be some, some heavy shit going on only at oh, double or nothing to set up for uh, only a month though. It's only a month, on. which that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For, for AEW. Yeah. That's mad short because we're usually talking about two, two and a half months in between pay-per-views. Once a quarter. Um, undisputed elite, the bullet club will be kind of united because of Adam Cole. You have the, uh, I believe the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. That's is that, that's supposed to happen there as well, right? I'm not sure what happens where. Um, I would assume double or nothing is going to be the culmination of the tournament stuff. But, well, I feel like now there's going to be a lot that goes on at double or nothing that sets up forbidden door mm, okay. but you still have the stuff that you already thought was going to happen because essentially they did the tease for cm punk versus adam page yep we knew it was coming we just didn't know when we didn't know when or how we were going to get there we got there literally after a match with dustin rhodes so unless lightning is about to strike and adam page is going to start drawing ridiculous ratings we can pretty much start counting down to the end of his title reign. Yeah, because this this is this is a this is a title reign that within it we've already seen not one but two Texas death matches on TV, free TV. Adam Page hasn't uh, had a match on pay per view since winning the belt, correct? Yeah, because there hasn't been a pay per view since he won the belt. Yeah, so. It's sad that he can only carry the belt for a pay-per-view a term. <laughs> Essentially it's, it's a sad, quarter. Yeah. It's sad that he has two of the top three AEW championship matches in history and still his title reign has been mad forgettable. <laughs> a 60-minute draw with Brian Danielson on TV. So it really feels like it was more about Brian Danielson, to be perfectly honest with you. Like Brian Danielson and his heel turn brought those matches up. And because we watched those, he kicked Adam Page's ass for 30, 45 minutes. 75% of both matches. <laughs> I mean, kicked his natural ass. Man. I mean, I hate. Look, I was one of those who was arguing that, you know, they needed to get him back in a position to where they could cash in, and he was the guy, which is all true. It's just you added entirely too much talent that made him not look like the guy in short order. And not for nothing, with this New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up with AEW, with the exception of Shinsuke Nakamura, you're going to have damn near every major name in the last 15 years from New Japan on American soil. Mm, gangster shit. <laughs> Kano's my fucking charter the jet. Just fly them all together. Kushida is now homeless for the moment. He's he's, he's walking off thirty days. He'll no, be no no, no 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 no. It expired. Oh already? Ain't no thirty days. Oh. No day, oh, but he, he 
Well, I might be wrong on that, but I, I'm under the impression that there are not 30 days to be dealt out. Either, However, either way, even if hypothetically speaking, if it were 30 days, Forbidden Door is far enough away where that's not even a question. He gonna be ready for the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan. The hell with a Forbidden Door. That's a guarantee. Mm. Mm. So we got Kaz Okada, who we definitely can, can see. We all will have uh, the Ace. Why was I hearing something about Okada maybe not being there? Wow, that, I would be I, as a fan of both AEW and New Japan. I would be highly pissed if, if that. It would certainly be something I'd be disappointed in if he didn't make it. But continue. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's the ace of New Japan, um, I'm sh- I'm sure he'll be there. Um, you've got, of course, Tomohiro Ishii. He's a mainstay. Stone Pitbull. Fucking Yano. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to have Yano there. I mean... Can you imagine yeah. Yano and Dan Housen in the same ring <laughs> on American soil? That'll, that'll be right when I get up to make a make another plate or refill my beverage. I ain't here for that shit. You can take them, fucking Yano, the best friends, oh. Dan Housen, and you can film all of their content for Elevation Dark. Oh man, who do you put in the ring to open up the pay-per-view against the great Yuta? Huh. Of course. Who else? The great Muda. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna cost you a pretty penny, but I think it's well worth it. Um, but isn't there's some is, is it is it the moonsault he's not doing anymore? It's something he's not doing anymore. His knees are to where he is not supposed to do a moonsault at all, and I think he fucked around and did one anyway. Oh, Lord. He didn't hurt himself or anything. I know, but like, like I don't want to be the one that watches what he when he does, or if he does, and God forbid he ever does. I don't want I, that to happen. Look, I, I'm all for nostalgia and all the things that come with it, but I don't need to see the great Muda do a moonsault in 2022 if it means the man may not walk again. Oof, yeah, and indeed. No truer words have ever been spoken. Needless to say, I just need to see him wear the face paint past the torch. <laughs> That's all we're here for. Spit the green mist, wear the face paint. Matter of fact, it could be a tag team match. It could be Yuta and whoever he's beefing with, and then they both have mystery partners. They actually did this shit in ECW once with a fucking Tajiri and Super Crazy, where they had mystery partners but neither neither of the combatants knew who their mystery partner was so fucking Steve Carino decided to get real fucking cute and picked super crazy as Tajiri's partner <laughs> boy 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 like yeah it was it was real convoluted but it was like okay I've never seen that one before but just give them to to Japan like okay you think we can get Liger? Think Liger come out of retirement for this? I don't think he he would. I don't even think he needs to because you Liger, know, he doesn't. He doesn't need to. Liger literally is the only person that has wrestled everywhere except AEW. You sh- well because he was on All In, wasn't he? All In's not AEW. We always have this conversation, right? About when I when I try to include that pay per view as their first, it's not. Okay. So yeah, so AEW is only only place that's like off Broadway. Uh, I tell you, somebody who they who they definitely need to have at least on camera. Who that? Shibata. 
after Actual. after being gone from a subdur- uh, subdural hematoma from like what two three four years ago yeah, uh, then he come back and work a couple of shots or some shit yeah he had a, a uwf match against uh zach saber jr uh i want to say like towards the end of last year so yeah that'd be a good look so man I just com- uh, combinations of matches are endless um Juice Robinson most likely won't be there as he's uh, rumored to be hanging up the boots. So he's okay. Elaborate on this because I thought he was just going to be done with New Japan. Now he's going to be done, period. He, the, 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 what he stated was open for interpretation, right? So in a worst case scenario, it could be that he may be hanging them up for just a little while or permanently. Let me read this statement to you real quick. Quote, I have no plans to travel back basically to Japan. I'm at the end of my contract. I I did an extra three month extension and that ends on April 30th. So that will be that. I will not be wrestling under the New Japan banner any longer. So naturally that basically says his contract with New Japan not only has been up but he let it work a little bit longer so he could be the the consummate professional but then he adds I really don't know what's next I'm just going to hang out and relax for a little while and see what comes to me that uh, that, that leaves it open to interpretation that kind of said to me that kind of says the bag in New Japan ain't what it used to be I'm sick of traveling back and forth. These shots with impact probably haven't been helping the cause much. So I'm going to take a break, sit on the money I do have, and then make another move. There's more. You know who his fiance is, right? Do tell. Tony Storm. All right. So she basically flew herself home. Asked for a release in, in December and was granted it from WWE and pops up on uh, on uh, AEW Dynamite almost mm. 90 days later. Right. You know, almost 90 days to the day later. All right. So Robinson continues. I was part of a team. Those guys, we traveled up and down the country together doing a lot of shows. I was part of the team and I was proud of that. I'm just proud that I was. I got there and learned how to fit in. And I fit in and became a functional part of it. It was awesome. And I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the camaraderie, the brotherhood, and that is New Japan Pro Wrestling. That will always be a very special thing that I got to do in my life. And I'll be and I'll it'll be part of my life forever. I got lucky that I got to end up there. I don't really have anybody that I want to wrestle, to be honest. I just have the urge to uh, I just I just don't have the urge to wrestle really anymore. That's where I have my questions as far as uh, like, will he be back? Does he just need to take a you know a couple of months off to to regroup and recharge? Um, he's already done WWE, um, you know, being part of Finn Juice and jumping over to Impact with uh, with uh, Fit Finley's son. Like, maybe he's out of gas. Or maybe, like you say, maybe he just needs to recharge his batteries. Either way, we wish him the best. But that's somebody that could be very valuable at the uh, 
at the pay-per-view because he, he he's a former United States champion for New Japan. Could it be this is, you know, he does need to decompress and take some time away, recharge his battery, you know, good, bad, and different experiences. You just need a, some time away and possibly to make a bag elsewhere. Or is this one of those things where it's become more and more common in this modern era that there's this heartfelt sentiment that gets put out via social media and it's a smokescreen for the next move? Hmm. Because, I mean, <laughs> for a minute, you thought Pat Buck did it. Boy. Talk about... Who? You, you feel me? You feel me? Like, Pat, Pat, Pat <clears throat> Buck stepped away from being a uh, one of the lead producers for WWE immediately following WrestleMania. Right. Like, you helped produce one of the main events. To take time away from the business to spend time with his family. Mm-hmm. A week later, signs with AEW to be a producer. Did he lie? No. At first, because <laughs> full disclosure, Wood was finna give him the business. I, he was about to catch verbal hell from me. And I had to explain to him. I say, technically, he's telling the truth. WWE AEW. still putting on 150 shows per year. Yes. AEW, not so much. You not might be even, undershooting. You undershooting with 150. Two, we'll say 200. Okay, cool. Because it's, it's not 300 anymore. It's not like it used to be. This ain't the 80s and the early 90s. It is not. And we're not doing, I don't think we're doing midweek live house shows anymore to that extent. But um, but still, yeah. we, we, we know now we're only doing... 104 shows per year with AEW plus the five or six pay-per-views. And that's not including uh Dark or Dark Elevation. You're going you're going in to set up shit for one, maybe once a week cuz Ram- often Rampage is taped after Dynamite finishes. Cut that 104 and a half to 52 again. <laughs> so we're filming 52 weeks a year. A, um, you got to add in the the quarterly special, so the Battle of the Belts. Not, so, no, 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 because that's also a a uh, a joint taping. This is true. A couple of times they snuck in the idea that it was live, but from the one that was here, we do know it was pre-taped. But you're further proving my both, point. The, like no, there have been two, and both of them have been pre-taped. Well, then there's that. Then they're not live <laughs> specials. Well, fuck it. And stop lying to people. So... Either way, it's a much lighter work schedule and you're going to spend far more time at home than the the worldwide jet setting that you were doing working for Stanford. So technically, he did not lie. And my my (laughs) quotable was I didn't expect him to go jobless to prove that point. (laughs) At no point did I expect that man to go jobless to prove that he wanted to spend more time at home. Well, I mean, I didn't expect him to go jobless. If he had picked up something with impact, I would have said the same thing. As a two shows a year, as a husband, as a provider, as a man, I feel him. Facts, <laughs> motherfucking facts. Even if he had taken ninety days off, <clears throat> I guarantee you, somewhere around day sixty, he'd be like, "Man, I need to get my ass back to work." If you don't have a book deal in the works. Like if you if you completely disappeared and popped up, then we can be like we understand. Like we've got like a book deal, some new company, 
uh, an officer's position somewhere. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm a quit six figures to go start a podcast at home. Your your LinkedIn is removed from professional wrestling, and you're doing whatever the hell you want to do for the money that you want to make. Hey, by all means, my guy, I'm here to support you and your future endeavors. But that but that but a week. Bruh, a week? I, I can't even give him no shade <laughs> over a week. I'm like, bruh. No, no, I the 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 me going from you lying motherfucker you two, ooh, you genius you was like right. 2.5 seconds. Instantaneous. I mean it was like <laughs> one text that went went out. I sent mine and immediately I apologize I, for everything negative I was thinking and may have said about Pat Buck. It was so you much are the man. <laughs> It, it was so much accountability that it was fucking hilarious. It's like, yeah, nobody expected you to go job, go jobless and without income to prove you wanted to spend more time at home. Because you keep doing that shit long enough, you won't have a home to be in. Man, man, oh man. So with that said, we've talked a lot this early on about AEW and New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take. We a- don't we don't do it often enough. We don't really spend a lot of time where it's just. You know AEW or New Japan centric. I tell you what, give me, give me, because uh, you know the group we're in, we've we've seen this question asked, so I might as well ask you now. What match would make you buy that show by itself? Oh man, because we got we we saw some interesting answers come across with that. I gave one. I think you had one, and I saw a couple other ones. There were some interesting answers put out. I would, I, wanna... I would love to see Danielson and Okada. I have a feeling we're probably going to end up seeing uh, Okada and Omega again. I think that's probably going to be the return of Kenny Omega. To <clears throat> we're going, I think we're going to see Kenny Omega in some capacity. But that's I would... what I said. Like, if he misses this show, it's going to be a, an absolute crying shame because no one has done more to raise the profile of New Japan in america in recent memory besides kenny omega and like, Ken, you can't and, even have that conversation and love him or hate him he has been the workhorse for this company for AEW. Oh, he a, oh he a dog in the ring he's just awkward as fuck like, he's awkward as fuck when you put a mic in his hand yeah but when like, the bell rings he a fucking dog and honestly that, he needs to have anybody anybody with him except for don Callis. that no I, I think you should keep don Callis because he's pretty fucking smooth in that that role he knows exactly how to do that. He's a heat, he's, more, he's a heat magnet for sure. I want more Don Callis talking, less Kenny Omega talking. But uh, yeah, that that one Danielson and and, uh, and Okada come to mind. Um, I would I wouldn't mind if 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 Kenny Omega came out. I wouldn't mind seeing Omega and Tanahashi. Um. I would love to see the GODs versus who? Um, shit, FTR. FTR. Okay, okay, I can see that. I mean, they're two completely different styles. Completely different styles. I because it's FTR, I know it can absolutely go well. Um, just you know, sometimes that whole styles make fights, and you're trying to trying to create a gel with two styles that don't gel that don't gel sometimes that shit don't work out like it worked with the briscoes because the briscoes they do what they do the difference is the gods wrestle like they're six foot eight but they're actually like six foot two 
And to me, I think that's going to make for it. It'll, it'll make it a more interesting match against FTR than what you're giving it credit to be. And I'm not saying they're shooting it down, but that's the G, the GODs have always been. They're like uh, Charles Barkley. And I, and I, it's funny. We, I okay. went, I went two Here's, seasons for saying fuck Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley was always like he was listed at being six 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 seven, but he's always been six four. Okay, so I'll, I'll say it like this: You know how we were really kind of geeked up to see AJ versus Edge. Yep. And by WrestleMania standards, it's almost unanimous that the whole thing underdelivered. Especially with the insertion of Damian Priest on the outside, yes. Right, so the expectations were through the roof, and had we not had those expectations, we probably would be able to appreciate the body of work more, but because the payoff wasn't what we expected, now we have a different opinion of them paired together. Now it looks like everybody's back to square one, and AJ's worse off than anybody. Who Who's a dog that you would want to see in a pay-per-view match against Tomohiro Ishii that's in AEW right now? Miro. Where has he been? Is he nursing injury? I think he is. I think he partially tore that quad. Okay. Because that, that quad is what took him off TV, and then he came back because someone else got injured. And that's that's when he lost the belt to, uh, to Guevara for the uh, TNT Championship. Right, he lost to, to Guevara, and I think that was partially because of the injury. And right. then he ends up coming back to fill in in the tournament for somebody else. Man. I don't remember who he was filling in for, but he ended up wrestling in the finals against uh, Brian Danielson. But I I think, that's, and I don't have any inside information. I haven't asked anybody or none of that shit. I just think he had an extensive injury. He's already re-signed, so we know it's not a situation where he's gone. He's probably mending. Yeah, which which is good for him because, and of course, that's the place to do it because you you're stacked to the nines with talent. You can afford right, that. I mean, it might be a situation where he said he wanted to avoid surgery, let it try to heal on its own. If you find out that's not going to work, then you have to go back and have surgery, and that just makes the timetable that much longer. So, I mean, hopefully, we'll see him again soon because they had it figured out with him. Dead ass. Um, they absolutely had it figured out with him. Let's see here. How about how about uh, a lot of these people are an impact too. Um. Okay. Uh, speaking of Kenny Omega, would you rather see Kenny Omega versus Okada the first time on American soil? Because to me, that's a seller. Because you've never seen it take place in America. You only, you've only seen it. You know, you've seen the streaming from across the across the world or like the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks or some shit. You know what? I'm going to do you one better. Like, I like the idea of having Omega versus uh, versus Okada. But remember when Daniel Bryan went on that tour in Japan and who did he, he wrestled somebody over there that was never shown on TV and it was recorded, but they never showed the match because he didn't want it to be shown on TV. I want to say it might have been either Jericho or uh, or Balor. Remember, you remember that about about two years ago, maybe mm. right before the pandemic. 
Some, so the reason I even bring you, that up, you mean that that Beast in the Far East show they did that yep. streamed on the network? Well, no, but so there was another show that happened. I think the day before that, where there was a match that was never supposed to ever be shown on TV. And that was Jericho. Okay, what if you did that with Okada and uh, and Omega here in the United States? You had not necessarily on this show, but you had them at a show that was not televised specifically for the purpose of them wrestling in the United States. And the only way to see it was to be there. What's the purpose of, of business? I, I don't know. Like no, 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 no. When you when you start a business, what are you starting a business? Oh, doing? to make money. So at no point, unless you're gonna sell a hundred. That's a lot of money. To, yeah, it's a lot of money to throw away. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of money to throw away. Those are a lot of streaming dollars. Like we we gladly spend ours, you know, for AEW pay per views. Which is a fucking phenomenon by itself that we're paying for pay-per-views in 2022. Man. When you have premium live events that just come with a $6 fucking a month. Premium subscription. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? So if you know pay-per-views are part of the lifeblood of your company, there is no way. No fucking way, unless you're doing this shit on like some NFT shit. Like you're selling a, a you got 7,500 NFTs that go for a thousand a piece, and because you spend a thousand dollars, you get seats to see Omega versus Okada untelevised. I got a good one for you here. This one, I don't, I don't know how well this will go over, but I, I like to like to see this one: Scorpio Sky versus Kota Ibushi. You know what? That is not a terrible idea. It's not. It's not a terrible idea at all. Um. Okay. Give me Ethan Page versus Naito. Ooh. <laughs> all right. But the one for me that's gonna actually sell a pay-per-view, CM Punk versus Kenta. Yeah, because um, they've been talking back and forth too long. Like, it's come on, especially if you end up having CM Punk as your new AEW champion. His first fucking title defense is against Kenta, or or Punk versus Naito. <laughs> that works too, because Naito I mean, Naito's at the top of the card right now. This is true. But the history is with Kenta, so you can use Naito yes. at the top of the card and have that work with another person. Uh, who who you got, do you got this whole unresolved shit with Moxley and uh, and Osprey? Let's so there's see. another on, one on, on the spray. <laughs> we hey. could. How about Zack Saber Jr. versus uh, the great the great Yuta? I'll take it. Yeah, it, 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 the possibilities are endless. I just, I just don't want to see people who have been mainstays in, in the United States on other programming, i.e., Impact, be prevalent in a larger scale on this Forbidden Door pay per view. That's all I'm saying. So now uh, that that little one week uh, debut and and call away of Jay White, it would have made more sense. If you had never seen Jay White on AEW television until this past week, I don't even like the idea of Jay White being on Rampage, knowing you just saw him on Dynamite. Like well, I, shit, he's already he's already done Rampage, and it's like okay, 
there was no reason for it other than oh my god jay white's on another television channel again and he did this this exact same way what not even six months ago essentially yeah i don't know oh there, there's a whole lot of shit that's going that's going to go on and hopefully that this hopefully double or nothing is super dope and hopefully this forbidden door show is going to be super dope too just because you know we like good content let so we were going to do stock up stock down on AEW let's 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 hold off on that because we started getting to this uh this possibilities card so let's hold off on that cuz I, I don't want to um I don't want to take away from the possibility I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want to sour the idea of the card by our ideas of what we see from from the individuals on on one half of this roster. I I, I get what you're saying. I'm also just like it, it's fairly. It's it's good to be accurate with your ratings, like where people are. Like it doesn't mean that they can't have they can't be rehabilitated before Forbidden Door. Doesn't mean that they can't show up at Forbidden Door and have a great performance that ch- that changes our perception of where they are but if we look at this roster and we say call out name x stock up or stock down you just got to be real about what you've been seeing i'm gonna tell you um the issue's not it's not going to be like now it's the issue's going to be after uh double or nothing (laughs) i mean look some some of these people their stock has not changed in so long that double or nothing has nothing to do with their future. You know what? So, so let's 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 do let's do five right now. And it's funny, it, it's funny that I mentioned five because I was just thinking that from the draft from first season, four of my five are on AEW's roster right now. Now that's crazy. Two of my five have had name changes. <laughs> <laughs> They're on main roster TV, but they had names. Oh shit. Uh, speaking of, let's let's go with one of those right now. Keith Lee, I say stock down. Totally down. It's gotta it's gotta be better. Like or I'm gonna say stock down or maybe push. But fuck it, no stock down. Definitely, let's, let's I, not even. Out, what, like you, what you, where are you pushing to? I mean, it, I guess it goes with the expectations. Like we see him as potentially main event. Like he should be like either face or heel could be main event. He his style is built for what they do in AEW, even though he he should not be doing fucking tope suicidas and, and fucking planchas at three eighty. I think he has a large enough moveset to where he can take away some of the things that's brought him to the dance and show us some new stuff and we'll still be equally as entertained. He's one of those that like if he was to, to slightly alter his his moveset, it adds 10 years to whatever he decides to do. Oh, man. Big, big time. Big time. Um, it's fixable, but right now it's stock down. And it's mainly because you have you have direct competition that you can line him up against to see their see the progression. And it seems like most of those other people are stock up. So this is this is a no brainer stock up FTR. But I bring them oh. up. I, I bring them up for this reason. This coming Wednesday on Dynamite, Cash Wheeler versus Uncle Dax one on one for the in the whole Owen Hart tournament. I expected to be the match of the night. This just on paper looks like a match of the year. But that like, too. but like, 
it's gonna be actual wrestling. Do you, I'm, I'm here for that. Do off top. do we just see like a, a like a honor like a, a, a code of honor match with these two? Because I, I know we're not gonna tease a breakup. No, I mean it won't be a breakup. Now they may not do you know code of honor per se. They may throw a couple punches. They may get a little you know spicy with each other, but. They wrestle, they fight. That's what it is. Give give me give me a couple of names out here. Um, when you said five, I thought you were gonna do stock up, stock down, stock X on the <laughs> on the champions. Well, no, oh, oh we oh, we can do champions because there's there's five champions. Oh, in it. oh, easy, easy peasy. Uh, let's start let's start with the TBS champion, that bitch show, uh, Jay Carr Gilberg. Stock way the fuck up. I couldn't agree with you more. The road to 175 is real. Yeah, it, it's uh, especially after Marina Shafir dog walked her, and she still came out with a W. And, I mean, she did some she did some dog walking of her own. But for those of you who know me, you know why 175 is so fucking important. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I hope that Kanos listens to this episode so that he knows that I am very much. In favor of 175 and 0. We can stretch this shit if we start giving her matches on dark and everywhere else that we can get them to get that number up. I mean, that's exactly what they did the first time. I mean, why why can't we do it again? 175 and 0. 175 and 0. After 175, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. The TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, stock up, stock down. Uh, down for the wrong reasons for the wrong reasons and 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 but but i will say his going down will be part of his coming up pause his his going down is going to help him be higher than what he ever was right. uh just yeah. just like the, the the his reason for going down will also be the reason that when his heat is at its all-time worst or best as the case may be he will have the highest stock he's ever had as a professional wrestler. Period. He's on track. He's on track now to be what he was gonna be pre-Jericho. A, a solo goat. He, he's, yes. He, he's he's a young a young hot shot with a with a hot girlfriend who thinks he's better than everyone. And the PD, the PDA. How many times has that worked in professional wrestling? I've never seen PDA get shunned so fast. It, he got turned so fast because of his relationship that the crowd in Pittsburgh cheered Dan Lambert. Let that marinate for a second. Do you realize he turned heel just because he was obnoxious about being happy in his personal life? <laughs> and 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 turned America's top team face and no like, one changed their character. How fucking toxic is that? No one changed, no one changed their character. <laughs> no one did anything different. They just showed up for work. <laughs> That's just showed up for work. That's it. That's fucking it. How toxic is that damn fan base? Oh man. Jurassic We're Express. Gonna... Stock up, stock down. Stock the fuck down. This yeah, is this yeah. has been the absolute <laughs> most forgettable tag team title reign in AEW history. Now, I do realize that doesn't cover a whole lot of ground, but it covers enough. Jungle Boy Jack Perry is being held back by a gigantic dinosaur. And they're they're both damn good. They're and a fossil. They're, they're they're both damn good and uh 
the money with them was definitely in the chase. You know, it, 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 I was reminded of Kofi Mania. Like when we got to that moment, then what? We're we're at the we're at the then what now with Jurassic Express. It it just felt like it felt like the title win was anticlimactic as fuck. The build for it, I guess, wasn't there for me. I, I understand that you hear all these different stories that Kanos has kind of had his champions planned out and just stuck to his plan. Well, there are two instances where sticking to the plan fucked the plan up. This is one of them. This is absolutely one of them. <laughs> Jungle Boy looks like he should be in, uh, riding around with you know the Block and Troll Express as a member of the Elite. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, I still think it could happen. I think it should. You, I think you, it would raise. You think he we, could be Jack, uh, Jack Jackson? <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I would say Perry Jackson, but that name's been taken. <laughs> no, Percy Jackson. Ah, there you go. There you go. But I mean, yeah, he could pass for the third. He could be a cousin. No, no, no! Don't Lance Von Eric this man. Mm. Watch me now. Watch me. Watch me. Fuck this up because now AEW is gonna have a sponsorship situation with Ancestry.com. Oh man! So they're all gonna take their Ancestry test and find out that they're cousins. So oh my God. then that is the that is the reason that a that Jungle Boy turns on Luchasaurus and joins the elite. Rancho Cucamonga, you, California is not far is not far from Beverly Hills or Los Angeles, which is where Luke Perry resided. And this <laughs> is all I'm saying. It's right there for you. You can't call this man Jungle Boy forever. It's, it's eventually he's gonna start growing hair on his face and he can't shave it. Jungle Man. <laughs> nope. Nope. Thunder Rosa, stock up, stock down. You think he fucking Jim Powers? <laughs> Pretty Paul Roma. <laughs> Thunder Rosa, stock up, stock down. <laughs> stock up. Oh man, way up. Stock I didn't up. I didn't realize her stock was gonna be this high when she became part of the AEW roster, but her getting the belt has actually made her better. Stock should be higher, but it's up right now. Yeah. Uh Adam Page, stock up, stock down. Stock X. He's the world heavyweight champion, so it's not like it can be down. But people, it, people, I think the title hasn't done much for him. The man, the 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 man makes the title. The title doesn't make the man, and he hasn't. He's done. He has done nothing for that title. But he's also done nothing wrong with the title. This is very true. I mean. We talked about it earlier. Not one, but two Texas death matches. A 60-minute draw with Brian Danielson. Um, so does that make him AEW's first transitional champion? Nah. If he was a transitional champion, he wouldn't have these high-ass wins under his belt. No, what I'm saying is like he has all these high-ass wins. He's got, the, he's got literally two of the top five uh, AEW world title matches in history, and it's still not enough. And what everything looks like your next challenger is going to be during the next pay-per-view which is what like six weeks away you are talking they're about not hanging a w on you there i mean yeah, kanos might you're, you're talking about a man that by the time double or nothing happens he's going to be as a champion roughly five or double say double nothing's over six or seven and one and that one is going to be the cm punk i wouldn't necessarily call that transitional in a company where you might have 50 matches a year I, I'm saying re transitional in the sense that you look at the other 
former champions. Jericho, for everything that we do and don't like, more don't than do, um, he, you know, he's not... He didn't suffer while he had the title. He didn't suffer much after it. Now, I know he's probably the wrong person to use as an example because... You know, you signed him for big money for a reason, so he's got influence for a reason. Um, Moxley doesn't seem to be hurting for creative. No, oh, oh no! Like bring bringing Regal in and putting them with Regal from a from what seemed to be a casual conversation in the ring with Brian Danielson, bro. The and Mox, Mox carried carried the ball through a pandemic. Like he's the Drew McIntyre around this bitch. Him and him and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston doesn't get enough credit for that. But yes, facts. But yes, he he carried the ball through a pandemic. I I just kind of feel like after this this uh, eventual title defeat that Adam Page should somehow find his way back into the elite. Let me run down these numbers here for you. 182 is Jericho, 277 is Mox, 346 is Omega, and we're currently looking at 160 and some change for Adam Page. That's uh that's pretty pretty crazy when you sit there and put it on paper like that. Adam Page is going to have a longer reign than Jericho. Right. Okay, so what I would say is like you take the I guess you would take the average of those champions. See where each one of those champions were at whatever day. Say, you said Adam Page is at 100 and how many days? Uh, He's over 160. He's over 160, so just take 160 flat. As of this recording, exactly 161. Okay, so what's Jericho's cutoff number? 182. Okay, cool. Um, Okay, if you went 160 flat. And just 160 across the board, where was that champion in their reign? Like, what were they doing at day 160? At day 160, Jericho was in the middle of the feud that was leading up to uh, the match with Mox. Okay, so the whole stabbing in the eye with the car keys and the weigh-in stuff and um, Moxley stealing his car. So, okay. Now, 160 for Mox... Puts him at approximately the end or the mid, or beginning or the middle of August of 2020. So that ought to be after All Out? That's leading, that's after All Out. No, that's, uh, that's right before All Out. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's leading up to matches at All Out. Who did he go against at All Out? Great question. Don't necessarily know That the was uh, 2020. That was uh, in Jacksonville. Let's see here. Let's pull up. Let's pull up that card, shall we? I'm doing the same thing. All Out 2020, John Moxley versus MJF. Okay, so goes to show you, big things popping, little things stopping at 160 for him. All right, Kenny I Omega, Young Kenneth. Uh, let's see here. Young Kenneth Omega. <laughs> Uh, middle of May towards the beginning of June. So he was getting ready. He's getting ready for Double or Nothing. Okay. Uh, so Double or Nothing 2021. Let's see here. Was that Christian? No, no, that Double, that double or Nothing all out. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Double or Nothing is is the one that's in the summer. That's the in May, right? 
Yeah, that's the one we're about to get rid no, of. No, all, all out was Christian. Okay, so is that where he was for 160? Uh, thereabouts, yes. Yeah, it oh, was. okay. Cool, so they were still giving him wins. They were putting together... Oh, yeah, because he was halfway through his reign then. So Kenny Omega... Oh, my God. It was a uh, triple threat. With who? Orange, Cassidy, and Pac. Okay, well, there then there's that. That's uh, I, I, re- I remember that. That's when they were trying to push Orange Cassidy to make you believe that he actually was going to win the championship. So that's that's C. It's a little corny. And um, Adam, and Adam Page had nothing up until Wednesday at one sixty. Uh, stock down. That's it's hard to say that a world heavyweight champion his stock is down, but. It's because, and it's not his fault. Like, there's nothing for him. Daniel's, which is why, I, which is why I said stock X. Like, I can't move him up or down if it's not his fault. You don't want to put him back in front of Moxley. That's doing some WWE shit. You don't want to put him back in front of Danielson. That's also some WWE shit. It's lazy booking. Um, Wait, has Adam Page had a match with Moxley? Didn't didn't they wrestle during uh, Moxley's uh? No, they didn't. But but quite honestly, you would expect Moxley to go over. But that's that's my point. You need to give Adam Page a few more of these. Now it's the countdown to give it up. <laughs> I hate to say that, but you're right. I mean, it's it's time for you to just. I mean, hey, fall on the sword, buddy. Now what what you should be doing is like what I was saying about with uh, Doctor Britt Baker DMD. DMD is that you needed to have figured out what the next move was because that person's over enough that they shouldn't just be floating around doing nothing so either you're gonna you're gonna put her with her boyfriend or you're gonna have some other plan because just wandering around aimlessly ain't it for someone who was over to that extent minus having the title belt for as long as she had and having a title belt period she's aew scott hall And then there's that. <laughs> no matter what you do with her, she's absolutely bulletproof and she can make anything work. Like she went home and became a baby face, which did not happen the last time. In fact, the do you, 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 you remember what happened the last time AEW was in Pittsburgh? Mm, wasn't it like an episode of Rampage or some shit? Exactamundo. Yeah, and Britt Baker was the main event and, and won. And she and she bigged up the crowd and shit on them at the same time. This time she left no margin for error. She I came mean, out in black and yellow. She came out with Steelers. The Steelers had on a Pittsburgh shirt that represented the uh, the football team, the hockey team, and like you had fucking Najee Harris in the ring with you, bro. And <laughs> I'm so glad they cut his mic off. This motherfucker grabs the mic and says, "Oh, he's, I've got he was the mic. He's like, he's like, I've got the mic." And they cut his ass smooth off because <laughs> they probably told him, "Hey, you know those." He asked, "Can I get on the mic?" No, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> you thought you were gonna get out there and grab the mic? I'm on the mic. Okay, cut that bitch off. Man, it's gonna be some. AEW has some really good talent that to go against. I'm I'm just looking at this roster like Buddy Matthews, 
You want to do a couple more of these? Uh, Andre L. E. Stock up, stock down. <sighs> I want to say stock. Oh, I, w- I want to say stock down. I, I agree. I remember his losses more than I remember his wins. It's not even about the losses for me. It's the fact that he is. We haven't found a way to have him effectively communicate on television, whether it be through an interpreter, whether it be him himself speaking fluent Spanish or improving on his English. Any of that. We have not figured out in all the time that he's been there how to get his point across. We don't even know what the fuck his character is supposed to be. Are you a drug lord or are you some type of fucking you know who sadist? You know who could get him over? Ric Flair? No, more than Ric Flair. Um more than Ric Flair. There's Conan. only there's only one person that get well, Conan's not going he's definitely not coming to the ring. Conan and Conan's too street to to get Andrade over the way that I'm talking about. Maybe that's what he needs cuz this other shit ain't getting it. This rich guy act ain't getting it. Ricardo Rodriguez. Ooh. <laughs> I can sort of see that. They're either him, like, okay. either him or Ar- uh, Armando Alejandro Estrada. I feel like those times back when the pandemic first happened and everything was at Daly's place and people could actually drive up, that would have been perfect to have Andrade there with, with the Alberto Del Rio gimmick. Matter of fact, okay, you want somebody who... <laughs> see what El Patron is up to. Nah, bro. He He's commentating. <laughs> <laughs> in fact he's commentating for UFC well then that's the end of that <laughs> well wait a minute you know I mean Conos and Jim Ross went to a UFC fight not that long ago they can find out a working relationship listen okay alright let, let's stock up stock down if you can get Andrade uh, I'm sorry if you can get Alberto uh, El Patron on AEW television there's absolutely no reason why the Briscoes are, are having a conversation about why they're not you do realize all this is arbitrary, right? Oh yeah. There's no set. Of, there's no set of rules anybody's sticking to. Oh yeah, I, I do. That's that's why we're that's why we're talking here. And the lack of rules and structure <laughs> absolutely speak volumes of you know why shit is the way it is. There's no consistency. <laughs> and then uh, the wheel. <laughs> you can't reinvent the wheel, fam. Uh, private party. Stock the fuck down. How, how about Jay Lethal? Uh, stock X. It it was it was pointing downward. Now they have some direction for him. A heel turn and don't don't doesn't that suck? Doesn't the idea of like talking about Jay Lethal as a stock X suck? Yeah, because we we booked a path to greatness. Like we literally we essentially booked what the Blackpool Combat Club became because ours was what uh. Ah, what? what uh, shit. It was somewhat ROH, but it was it was basically gonna be comprised of people that kick people's asses and that actually wrestle. So instead of um, Danielson, Lethal, and insert name here, you got Moxley, Danielson, Yuta, and soon to be Lee Moriarty. Man, I'm not so certain I need that. I, I don't. I'm not so certain I need it. I think we're gonna get it. I think Danny Garcia gets tired of being a sports entertainer and leaves. And I, that's your guy. I think he also joins. Like, I really think that this faction is going to be like the Wu-Tang Clan of professional wrestling. 
Lee Moriarty got to stop wearing them goddamn electric neon tights. Same thing you would have had to stop doing. I, so maybe, I, I maybe if that. I see him in different wardrobe, you know who really does need to be in Blackpool Combat Club? Talk to me. Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham could be... Like, see, so now, like, when you have someone like that, because, like, he, he... That illusion of no neck is killer. And when you have a champion, a world champion in this faction now you're talking about uh what's what's the faction that uh malcolm bivens has that should be great but ain't diamond Diamond mine yep now you now you have what the diamond mine could have been on the core i ain't gonna lie to you dante martin is like he might be a dope draft pick for bcc he might have the highest stock or 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 bpcc as we refer to him because you know (laughs) Just the, saying. The Blood Pool Combat Club. <laughs> the, he may he uh he may have the highest stock. Because the team Taz shit didn't work out. It seemed like they were just kind of biding time until his, his brother, brother came was, back. Right. When you actually kind of had something with him, and now it's like, uh, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I got one. I got a. I got a stock up, stock down for you, and this one's probably gonna be a little more difficult than the ones we've done before. Okay. Stock up, stock down, Darby Allen. That is, that that might be more an egreg- of an egregious stock X than the other ones that we named off earlier. I'm gonna go stock down. Like you're not putting him in any championship matches. Uh, he's sn- he's sniffing around Sammy Guevara. He's still attached to Sting. Sting is doing nothing. Sting has done everything he can do for him besides have his back at this point, which is exactly what he's doing. Unless you're gonna get that eventual Darby Allen Sting match, which I, I mean, if I'm with the pin, I feel like at some point you gotta do. But ever since he took that L to CM Punk, it's been like, all right, well, we'll holler at you, we'll book you, but we ain't really got shit for you. Yeah, like you're not, you're not, you guys aren't having tag team matches to the point that you're considered possible tag team championship contenders. Even though you know you can book that match whenever you get ready. Like what? What is he doing? Nothing. And at one point before the CM Punk match, like he looked like the face of the company. Like he during the pandemic, he was the one getting busy. And carrying programs and like really looking like the guy that they needed to put some money behind once people got back into the building. CM Punk showed up, picked Darby Allen as his first opponent, and he's probably had the worst road post CM Punk match of anybody. <laughs> like, I mean, for real, look at it. Like, Powerhouse Hobbs fucked around and got in immaculate shape after he took his LC and Punk. He's much better off than what he was. And he's taking time away from the ring to get into better shape. So that that shows you something. MJF bought a car from fucking Cameron Grimes and is on his way to the moon. <laughs> so we can't we can't say MJF is worse off. Who else? Who else does he beat? CM Punk wrestled and beat. He beat everybody except MJF, and they split. It's splitish, but yeah, they split. D- Dustin Rhodes, I mean, that shit. It wasn't. It wasn't gonna go any further up than what it already is. He's basically in legend status. He's having dream matches at this point. Uh, Dax Harwood, obviously, they doing great. 
Um, <laughs> they couldn't be doing better if they wanted to be. Right. They they couldn't be doing better with, unless you just getting ready to put the AEW tag team titles on them, which I'm sure they are. Um, CM Punk opponents. Uh, do Either you, way, do you, do you bring? You just I, I, honestly, I think I think you have the answer. You put this strap on CM Punk at Double or Nothing, and then you have a Japanese opponent for him for a dream match. Kenta. And, I didn't just and, show up. I, I've been parked out here for yeah, a while. Yeah, and, and insert name here, but yes, Kenta works, or you can walk that dog to extend the I'm, relationship. I'm not taking any other forbidden door match involving CM Punk other than Kenta. So if Kenta doesn't break his leg or end up in jail between now and the 26th of June, that's the only thing I'm accepting. What if, what if you don't get Kenta at, uh, at a forbidden door, but you get him at all out, which is in Chicago? No, thanks. I I want it when I want it. Now Mm. I'm going to be fucking petulant about it. You fucking child. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. What? Sooner or later, because we have to take all this bullshit with a smile, every so often you deserve to be petulant about some shit. Well, I'll tell you what, Suave. Take your ball and go home. Take us to the house. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Stock up on this motherfucking show. Pencil pushers. <laughs> Heads up. Pencils down. Yo, funky ass. Show a broken piece of BC on all things social. Oh, sorry, broken. Show a broken piece of BC at gmail.com. Oh, wait. Show a broken piece of BC.com. <laughs> broken piece of BC at gmail.com. We gonna at, play stock up or stock down your show close. Man, at broken piece of BC on all things social. So that's at broken piece of BC on what? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Every damn thing. Wow. <laughs> Two things. I don't know if you saw this earlier, but uh, Jonathan Gresham's title win at, at, uh, at I did see that. Okay, yeah. So that was that's bullshit. And then also he was taken off of the Impact pay per view tonight. Why? Don't know. Quote unable to compete. He didn't. He didn't caught that shit again. I don't know about catching shit again, but um, he for you to have the ROH title on Impact. And you have a faction called Honor, Honor No More there in Impact. Like for me, for me, that's a conflict of interest. Let's start with that shit. I mean, kind of, sort of, but it's also like one. That's a really cool angle to set up. Like Honor No More should jump his ass. But second, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for real. But that's another thing. Like, why would you even book him for the show if you thought like that? If you thought that was a conflict of interest, or you and Kanos ain't fucking with each other no more. Why even book him? Like he's got an AEW contract at this point. He's been on Dynamite. You know what the business is. That just seems stupid. So it's got to be some shit. Like okay, maybe there's a travel issue. Maybe he just he's one of those people who just refuses to get vaccinated, and he just happened to catch it again. Or I would figure if you done caught the shit three times, you like fuck it, just so I don't have to miss no more money. Like what's the what's I really want to know, and of course, I'm, I'm sure Kanos already has this pretty much figured out until it goes awry, but what's the play with ROH? Like, you, you how often, like, you can't, you can't keep infusing ROH talent onto AEW main TV 
when you have people like Jeff Hardy who all but jump ship to show up on Dark Elevation. Man, the fact that you had them wrestling on fucking Dynamite. See, Jim Cornette, look, for as many times as I quote him, he's very often, he's not often wrong. It's like, why the fuck do you have Matt and Jeff Hardy, the fucking Hardy boys who are in their 40s now, wrestling garbage ass false count anywhere anything goes matches on, on free, free TV. TV against the butcher and the fucking blade hold on hold on, <laughs> hold, hold on. we because that we gotta that we gotta that that needs to go in conversation that <laughs> like i mean but for real like it's so we can copy and paste this shit as pre-roll it's just I understand, like, he is such a super fan that he doesn't really give a fuck. He's like, I just want to give the fans the best thing ever. Part of giving them the best thing ever is not always acquiescing to their demands. And that sounds really crazy coming from someone who is like, WWE doesn't deliver on shit fast enough. How do you feel about Sting jumping off a 10-foot platform onto four individuals? Two ways. One, Sting has made... Sting has earned the right to make whatever decisions he wants to make with his health and or career. Okay, all right. Two, two, because of the nature of the way stunts in AEW are performed, it's not the best idea. If I'm making that kind of investment into a 62-year-old man, I may not want him doing that. Strictly because it may affect future money I'm able to earn. Um, The... the The rule. Of which, that, that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> the rule. I, I as it relates say, to- speak, speak, speaking of which, um, I was just gonna say. Speaking of which, apparently the the decision for them to be on Elevation Dark was their own. So why is which it a story? Sometimes- why is it a story that Jeff Hardy is not happy with being on Elevation Dark and and has made uh, uh made a pitch to go back to WWE. That sounds really made the fuck up because there's no way you'd go back if you just broke loose and you're getting equal or comparable money to work far less. You literally sports entertained yourself out of a job just to go be a wrestler. You went you went because you thought you was going to go back with your brother and y'all finna get to the money. So if y'all had all these fucking creative ideas, that's what it should have been. The, the one match you probably could have had before. You know the block and troll express, or what was the new name I came up with them? The mock for them, not the, not the mock and troll, but the uh, <laughs> no block and troll. No, 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 no. I, I know, I know what you're saying. No, uh, I, I I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the other one? It was um, it wasn't the Weiner Brothers, but that's funny too. <laughs> man, now you gonna make me look oh this shit up? Oh my god! Oh man. Uh, Man, you know I'm with the shit. You know I'm with the shit 24-7. I wish I could find a list of names I made for them. Hold on. Oh, what you got? Hold on. I'm I'm actually about to keep looking for this. I could have swore I sent you this. With the list? No, no. Well, yes, I looked for it in our our archives. I didn't run across it. Just let's search Load Warriors. Uh (laughs) I did, and it didn't come up. Uh man, oh, that was that had to be on the uh, dynamite thread from Thursday. I mean from Wednesday. Jeez. The the I was gonna say the rule for uh for all things bad that can happen stunt wise oh, for when AEW is Matt Hardy the, versus Sammy Guevara. 
the midlife express. That's what it was. <laughs> Emphasis on mid. mid. I didn't even think about the, how much of a double entendre that was when mid, I came up with it. Yeah. Mid, like the motherfuckers would never be oct- high octane and mid because the motherfuckers ought to be ready for a midlife crisis for real. <laughs> the, the killer G's. <laughs> That's funny too. Degeneration stock X. That's another good. I just came up with that one off the top of my head. That's pretty fucking good. That is pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh shit, that is pretty damn good. You know what, what fucked it up is I was trying to think of of classic tag teams who to to remix the names like oh the Mark Foundation. Ah <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I see. That's what fucked me up. I couldn't come up with. I couldn't think of enough. Yeah, I couldn't think of enough classic tag teams at the turn ter- at the time. Iron Nice. The, the, fa- <laughs> <laughs> the fabulous tweet. The fabulous tweet birds. <laughs> Mad tweet. Lana G A. Oh man. Uh, just it. Why I don't know why it is like when we're actually doing the show now it gets easier for me to roll these off. But like <laughs> when we made that list, it, it was like eight or nine fucking really good ones. <laughs> oh shit! I remember I just, any of them. Oh man! Except the two we use all the time: the load, load warriors, and, and block, block control, control express. Yeah. <laughs> That's because that one stuck. Oh man! Oh, the boring it express. <laughs> a la Orient Express. Oh, uh, see now you about to have me doing some other shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hold on. Uh, I mean, it's it's this, a it's a mixtape or it's a mid tape. This should not be part of my fucking uh, production prep. It, it really shouldn't be. Uh, The powers of lame. <laughs> That's <laughs> the powers of lame. <laughs> Let's oh see shit! Here. So that makes Brian Cutler Fuji. <laughs> the bubbly boys. <laughs> ah damn! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh. <laughs> no mustache mountain. <laughs> Damn. Now they can grow they can grow facial hair though. They can, but <laughs> yeah, the no no mustache mountain. <laughs> the yield. <laughs> Damn. The yield. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, like shit. That. That's a good one. Mark it. <laughs> I said sew it in. That was good enough to make me forget the one I had in my mind real quick. Ah, that's hilarious. Let's see here. (laughs) The Vanillas of Destiny. (laughs) Bruh. This is too easy. (sighs) 
Oh shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> the Nabisco brothers. <laughs> Wait, whoa, Damn. whoa, whoa! That guy, that could get dark real quick. <laughs> let me, let me. Yeah, be, take it easy, take it easy. Sorry, I got to hit take myself on that one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh man, those habaneros. <laughs> Nah. That's that's why I can't think of another one because I keep fucking. I'm doing two and three things at once. It'd be funny if they were out of the country. They'd be the mild Samoans. (laughs) (laughs) No, you call them the the mild Samoas. (laughs) Like the Girl Scout cookies. cookies. Not quite Samoans. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to run through a list real quick. See if I can remix some of these. <laughs> the Kamekers. <laughs> the attention. The jumping yawn angels. Disciples of I'm mocking shit. <laughs> oh, that sounds way better than it would read. I'm telling you. Yeah, this is like with some of the like uh, some of the names for um, Nikita Lions. Like some of them don't. Some of them read better than they actually sound. Because apparently we're not the only ones who were participating in that. That was an internet-wide thing. <laughs> the whack jacks. <laughs> that's the, yes. There you go. Now that's a fire one right there. The whack jacks. Uh, funny ink. <laughs> funny, 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 funny. <laughs> yep. Everybody's got a price. Uh, let's see here. He said triple X, triple Y. <laughs> Damn. Uh. The Cucamonga retweet guns. <laughs> uh. I keep forgetting the one. It's like one I had loaded, and I keep fucking forgetting it. The fabulous kangaboos. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh shit. Slob squad. <laughs> the shush whackers. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. The shush whackers. <laughs> Ah, damn, bro. So, wait. Calling... Riddle me this. Calling... 
we we do know that saying calling someone as an oriental is is an offensive statement. So how did people how did WWF get away with the Orient Express? I guess because it's a train and so it's a play on a train. Oh they were uh wasn't that a movie too? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's how they got uh, okay. Because it, it was it was Fred Sanford that made Oriental a household word in terms of people. Yeah, I do remember that. It's the same person that dropped a free N-bomb on network television in the 70s. Loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. It's smoking in a Tarzan movie. <laughs> and then the, the other funny part that he did it in a courtroom when he dropped the N-bomb on network television. <laughs> the, I want to say he got away with that more than one episode. The, the Cucamonga pecking crew. <laughs> Damn! Yeah, that's a good one. That is a great one. That is a great one. <laughs> Red Dragon. <laughs> oh, oh shit. The heavily disputed era. <laughs> Uh, the authors of Strange. <laughs> I think I like Lame better. The authors of Lame. I like that a little better. The Hollywood Yawns. That's actually pretty funny too. The Hollywood Hollywood Yawns. Nikita and Ivan. The Go Offs. Oh damn! <laughs> the world's strangest tag team. <laughs> Akeem and Boss Man, the Twin Sours. <laughs> the New Age Pout Laws. <laughs> New Age Pout Jaws. Oh, you didn't know? That's because we didn't tell you yet. <laughs> They're gonna hear this and they're gonna be pissed. And I don't even give a fuck. I, see, look, see, see me, I, shoot I, me. I understand that they're friends with Snow, but there are certain reasons. There are a lot of reasons I don't care for them. Uh, some, some that are related to what I see on TV as far as wrestling goes, and then there's the other shit. Bro, I felt I felt bad for them as Generation Me, and then immediately after they went back to Japan, I was like, yeah, not so much. <laughs> No, on the cool, like, before I knew anything about them or the way they conduct business or or any of their personal feelings and so forth and whatnot, I saw them as Generation Me. I thought they were like, I really did think they were like a a great value Hardy Hardy Boys. Um, I didn't even see them having, you know, rockers potential. They just look too, they look too much like children from the audience. Yeah, but I was like, for them to go to Japan and all these different places in the Indies and basically build their name up to the point that they're able to have some notoriety, and then they essentially pimped out the Bullet Club name in America. Like that's their claim to fame: being able to mooch off the Bullet Club IP and turn it into a cash infusion for their own benefit. <laughs> but 
I'm I'm for real. Once it once it finally it, you couldn't see them anywhere, so it made you want to see them somewhere. Same thing with Kenny Omega. You would only see them in Japan, and if you couldn't track down New Japan material, all you could hear was the the internet scuttlebutt, and then Meltzer going super death killer hard for them. Once you finally see it in a, on American soil, you've seen it. It doesn't change. There's no very. There's not much variation to it. Once you've seen a handful of Young Bucks matches, that's it, bro. We we've seen them once collectively, and we're less than enthused. In fact, I think we were probably pissed off that we saw them the way we did see them. When was this? <laughs> you don't even fucking remember. Uh, Supercar. Right I don't know. FTR you versus the like Briscoes. Just re- oh no no no! I, I don't even count that. I oh, mean okay. like okay. okay okay we 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 bought the all in show, and we saw them in that uh, um sh- condensed six man that condensed trios match. Yep yep. And it was like okay I won't judge them off that, but then as you go along and you're like okay. You see them versus whoever or whatever match they put on or when they lost in the tag team tournament, which that that was probably a mistake in hindsight because you lost a private party and private party is no better off today than they were the day before you let them win. Hmm. That's that bullshit. Hmm. Private party. And I, I dare somebody to argue me different. Private you know what? That's no better off. That's what that may be. I don't know if we'll do it this show or if we we'll do it for next week's show. But stock up, stock down uh, after facing the Young Bucks. Mm, now that sounds like a snuff film because, like, now we're oh, now, now we're, we're now we're, we're assassinating, now we're burying <laughs> burying the talent. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like we're putting out a hit. I mean, there, it's not. It, we can do stock up, stock up, stock down with the whole roster. Just don't even include the Young Bucks caveat. Stock up, stock down on the whole AEW roster as of showtime next week. Actually, Hell, you know what? Be terrible to do now. You, you know what? There it is. Let's do. Let's, yeah. So if we're doing the whole roster, we can add that. So there's the show right there. All right, let's do this shit. All right, hold on. See here. 